welcome to Never Apologize for Being an Asshole, a podcast where I tell you about yourself and then some. Tough love lives in this house, baby, and you're invited for a sleepover. What is up, my peoples? Welcome to episode, what are we on, three? Oh, episode three. Um, the topic of today's episode is bullying. And I said that like in a sing-song attitude, but bullying is not really a sing-song thing. So that was, okay, so let's start to over. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode three. The episode is about bullying. I suck at this, don't I? Damn. All right. You know what? Forget that. Just it, the episode is about bullying and I have no social cues on how to announce bullying because it, it, I'm just not good at stuff sometimes and that's okay. Right. Anyway. So I, um, before I get into the episode, I actually, um, just wanted to, I have three things to say. Two are announcements. One is just like a PSA. Um, so I'm going to start with the PSA. So you may have seen on my Instagram, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should, because this is going to be the best way to communicate with me about um, this podcast and all things related to. Plus, if you didn't know, I am a chef and I love to cook and I always post some really yummy recipes, tutorials, food pictures, and just generally delicious food that just makes you want to hate me because it's in picture form and not actually in front of you. But so if you don't follow me on um, Instagram, you should Rotun Chef. So now a couple of days ago, uh, last week, in fact, um, I came across a way to help the people of Ukraine in a very unique way. Um, I can't remember. Oh, oh, it was the person that I told you to follow before that Maxim Chervnovsky, the, the dancer. I, I don't watch that show. I'm butchering his last name, but if you're not following him, you definitely should. Um, he is posting real raw footage of the crisis going on in Ukraine and it is a very eye-opening way to kind of check out what's going on in the Ukraine uh, without, you know, following mainstream media, which I urge everyone to kind of not follow mainstream media and kind of research things for yourself. <clears throat> so anyway, so I got this idea from Maxim. Thank you, Maxim, if you ever hear this, which you won't, because like, why would you? But anyway, so Airbnb is actually waiving all fees if you book something in the Ukraine. Now, you're probably like, Chrissy, why the hell would I go to the Ukraine right now? Well, see, that's the thing. You don't have to. You can help someone just by going on, picking a place, booking a few days or just a day, um, and that money goes directly to that individual. So I actually did that, my boyfriend and I. And we got a message back from the girl and she was just like so grateful. And, you know, she was just like, you know, this is going on. Thankfully, my family and I are safe and in Poland now. But, you know, what's going on is awful. And we don't know if you guys are seeing all that you should be seeing. And it was just really heart wrenching. 
So um, if you have the financial means to do so, I would highly suggest going on Airbnb and seeking out a particular individual who's got an Airbnb up maybe in Kiev or, you know, anywhere really. And just book a few days if you can. I mean, the prices are really low. Like I said, Airbnb has dropped all of its uh, fees and costs and stuff. So that money goes directly to that particular individual um, slash family. Um, it's just a small way that you can help. Um, obviously, there's other million ways that you can donate. Um, if you don't have the financial means to donate or or help in that way, reach out to your local um, Ukrainian church. Every city has one or it, there's one within, you know, a 25 mile radius to you, depending on where you live um, in America, um, or even if it's not close to you, just reach out to them anyway, because they're going to have direct links on, you know, families and things like that. And, you know, even if you can't help out financially, maybe you could just go there and volunteer a few hours and just help, you know, get supplies out and things like that. I know that they would be grateful for your help. And, you know, I know not everyone is in a financial position uh, to donate. So the other thing that you can get that's just as valuable as money is, is your time. So um, I just wanted to say that real quick and get that out there because I think that, you know, we need to help these people as much as possible because what if it was us? And that's what you have to think. Like, well, it, you know, it's all the way over there. It's not really affecting you. Well, it, it, it is affecting us because it's affecting, you know, the global community of humanity, really. And um, I thought that... Um, the uh, president of Ukraine said something really powerful to the European Union. Um, I think it was like last week he he like addressed the European Union and he was like, if we fall, Europe will fall. And that is a very scary thing to think about. And it, it could become reality. So even if you think it's not affecting you um, right now, it, it could in the future if we don't get this crisis under control. So do what you can. Now, on for the uh, announcements. So um, as many of you know, or if you don't know, if you're a first time listener, welcome. Um, in January of 2021, I was diagnosed with stage two invasive ductal carcinoma in my right breast. And in April of 2021, I had a bilateral mastectomy with sentinel uh, node removal. And, um, you know, I, I have struggled with the fact that, you know, I don't have breasts anymore. And I mean, they were trying to kill me. I had to get rid of them. I get it. Um, you know, you might, well, Chrissy, you only had it in the right breast. Yeah, but I tested positive for, you know, the gene and blah, blah. it was just a whole gamut of things that I'll get into on a later podcast because I really want to get into the whole breast cancer thing and, um, you know, how it affected me, affected me, not just physically, but emotionally. And, um, you know, those around me as well. Um, but I have been working really, really hard, um, to get to a healthy point where I would be approved for reconstruction because I wasn't eligible at the time of the mastectomy for various reasons, which again, I'll get into later, but I have been approved. So I am really fucking excited about that. And I am just fucking stoked that, you know, I, I like, I feel like there's the, finally as a silver lining to this 
crazy year that I've had battling, you know, a, a deadly disease. And it's just crazy. And it puts your whole life into perspective. And it's probably another reason why I'm doing this podcast, you know, to begin with. And, you know, but that was announcement number one. And yay for new boobies. And as uh, one of my great girlfriends <laughs> said to me, new tits, who dis? So I'm really excited. Um, so now announcement number two, another thing that I'm really excited about. So um, in my, you know, intro and things like that, you're probably like, um, oh, okay, she's a psychology major. Well, I, I am a psychology major. And I just, I started out at a cheaper university um, just to get like all of my prerequisites and, you know, the, 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 the BS classes, so to speak. I mean, none of them are BS, they're hard work, but, you know, out of the way. And then my goal was to transfer to a bigger name a university with a more strenuous curriculum and really uh, fine tune my degree, um, which I really um, want to focus on neuroscience and addictions and how, you know, the chemicals in your brain affect, you know, what we do and um, how we feel and, you know, um, cause us to react and, and certain ways and how it affects individuals who are battling addiction. Um, so I was uh, accepted to and I am transferring to Purdue University. So your girl is an official boiler maker, whatever that is. I'm I'm going to have to look into that. But <laughs> apparently it's like a train. I guess Purdue is known for being an engineering school, but they're also really, um, you know, accredited for being a great um, university for psychology degrees. So I'm going to be um, getting my bachelor's of science in psychology um, with a emphasis on addictions and neuroscience. And I am like, fucking so excited about this and I just wanted to share that news with you guys um but you know let's get into um the actual episode of bullying here we go okay so you guys know that I am big on definitions and if I haven't explained before the reason that I'm big on definitions is because I think in a world of social media where things can get so picked apart and misconstrued I think that it's really important when starting any discussion to actually have a clear definition of the topic. And by defining the topic, you can, you know, basically say, okay, well, you're getting off subject here. This is the actual topic. And I think it makes for a clearer debate, discussion, argument, whatever it is that you're having, um, just because, you know, the these are basically you're setting the boundaries of the conversation by defining the subject. So that's why I'm big on definitions, because I think that it's just overall beneficial to the actual discussion. So um, I looked up bullying and there is a couple, couple variations of the term bullying or bully. And I kind of morphed pieces of various definitions into the definition that I feel is the most accurate. And um, so I'm going to give the definition and I believe the definitive definition of bullying as a person or individual who seeks to harm, intimidate, or coerce another individual with ongoing and deliberate misuse of power. 
you're probably like, okay, power, what are you talking about? Okay, so hear me out. So, bullying. It's a person or individual that seeks to harm, intimidate, coerce by ongoing and deliberate misuse of power. So, you're probably like, okay, that really doesn't really make any sense. But it does, okay? Because bullying, essentially, the bullier, the bully, is essentially on some kind of a power trip, okay? So someone bullies, and the main reason that they bully is to gain power, to gain power over you physically, mentally, socially, okay? So power is a big one, and I'm actually going to do a separate podcast on the subject of power and how it affects us and, you know, how people are so power hungry. I mean, look at Vladimir Putin, for instance, like, hello. Anyway, so, you know, the person that is bullying you is essentially on a power trip. And yes, I'm sure they have, you know, emotional and, you know, shit going on at home and things like that. But the the main reason that someone is bullying you is to gain some kind of power over you. Okay. So, think about that for a second. So you're, you're in school and, you know, one of the popular girls or, or boys, and you know, I'm just using this as an example. Um, you know, you're sitting just chilling at lunch or whatever. And one of the popular girls comes over and goes, what are you eating? And you're like, uh, food. And they're like, that's disgusting. Um, Oh, okay. And then next thing you know, everyone's like, ew, what is that you're eating? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, suppose that you, you know, have a cultural background and you're eating something like, okay, for instance, if you've ever seen my big fat Greek re- uh, wedding, um, you know, the girl comes over to a young Tula and she's like, ew, what's that? And Tula's like, it's musaka. And she's like, ew, muskaka. And then he, and it makes, you know, her embarrassed. Okay, that girl just gained power over Tula. Okay, now I know this is a fictional scenario, but something like this could happen. So the depi- the the depiction of it, you know, is something that I'm referencing. So that girl that just you know, downed Tula and her culture and the food of, you know, her people is like now they now have, she now has power over Tula because Tula just kind of retreated and was like, oh my God. And then she became embarrassed and ashamed of what she was eating. And like, it was so much deeper than that. Right. So now the girl who made fun of Tula is now like, you know, king shit. And everyone's like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. Oh, bah, 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 bah. And that gives a bully all the fuel they need to continue. Because number one, you gave them that power over you by retreating and not saying something. And two, now they have felt that power. So they're going to keep going after it, okay? Because that's that's a human condition. Humans are obsessed with power. It's not money. It's not love. It's, not, it's power. Humans want power. And 90% of humanity is fueled by some derivative of power, okay? So th- that that is why I chose that 
um, wording for the definition of bullying, a person or individual who seeks to harm, intimidate, coerce by ongoing or deliberate misuse of power. Okay. Cause that's what it is. It, it's a power trip for these bullies. So, you know, there is, I, I want to say like, um, it's three, I, I guess, main portions of bullying. Now, obviously, there's all kinds of bullying. There's sexual bullying. There's bullying in relationships. There's parental bullying. There's, you know, workplace bullying. This episode, I wanted to concentrate primarily on, like, school bullying and the effects that it has on the individual who's actually in in act in an active bully bullying situation, or like as they progress as like adolescents, late teens, early twenties, and then even into the thirties and forties, and how how it can affect you um, long term. And it's not just psychologically; it's it's physically, um, you know, things that that affect you like like bullying is not just uh, uh you know oh it's just part of growing up <laughs> okay i hate that okay because bullying is not part of growing up yeah okay your kid's gonna go through trials and tribulations and you know things like that and we can't protect them from everything because kids are cruel for the most part but that's just an excuse because kids weren't kids weren't born to be cruel okay kids weren't born to be shit humans okay that is something that is learned that is a learned behavior it is taught somewhere whether the shit they're watching on tv the access to social media that they have a, at a young age um or what's going on in your own home so if you are the parent guardian or loved one of someone that you know is a bully you got to speak up, man. You have to, because it is your fucking fault that uh, you're raising a shit human, okay? There's no excuses. Take some responsibility, okay? And realize that you're raising a shit human, and then look in the mirror and realize that you might be a fucking shit human too, okay? And change it, because a bully okay, is raised by a bully and they were raised by a bully and then they're going to raise a bully and then they're going to raise a bully. And this cycle is just going to continue. And as society progresses into the electronic age, the bullying actually gets worse. And I'm going to touch on that later. Okay. But we need to, uh, like, one of, one of the things that I really want to um, stress here is that we need to get away from, you know, the, the thing that, or the perception that bullying is just a part of growing up. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not a part of growing up. And, and that's just a global acceptance of the situation and not addressing it. And you're probably like, you know, cause I mean, I was raised in a pretty conservative household and you know, it's like, well, you know, we didn't have that stuff years ago and people are just too soft right now. Okay. That's not true. The reason that that's not true is because in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and even the nineties, we didn't have social media. The internet was not around. Okay. And, and, and here's something that I really want to drive home here. When I was a kid growing up in the eighties and nineties, there was no social media and I was bullied. I, I was fucking tortured. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I know what I'm talking about here as, you know, as far I as like being fucking tortured. got a little off But the, the point that I'm trying to make is the difference between then and now is that at the end of the day, I could go home and not have to hear any more from my bulliers or the people that were torturing me. I had that break. Kids today don't have a break. They are constantly connected to everyone. And I mean, that's just that's just the way society is progressing. Like there's no way around it. Like every kid has a cell phone now. Every kid has some form of social media, you know, unless you live, you know, off the grid in the boondocks and, you know, you're planting seeds from cow poop. I mean, I, I don't know, like whatever you choose to do, how you raise your kids is your thing or whatever. But, you know, 95% of the children of this world and adolescents are connected electronically in some way. And I don't care how good of a parent you are, you can't stop them from being involved, you know, in social media. They're going to find a way to do it. And the more you ban them from it, the more they're going to seek to do it. And... You know, not having a phone and not having those things is another way that, you know, another reason that kids get bullied. So you're pretty much damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. So, you know, if you're feeling like a failure as a parent because, like, you're not doing anything right, <laughs> join the fucking club, okay? Because <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> so I want to talk about the three central forms of bullying. Um, the first form of bullying is physical bullying. And this is obviously pretty self-explanatory, but it is the physical um, and terroristic action of harming an individual's person in a physical manner. Um, that is that is probably one of the most classic bully types portrayed um, in fiction, non you know, um, movies things like that it's usually a physical bully and the reason that the physical bully is portrayed the most is because as history would have it that was the most common type of bullying up until the age of the internet now don't get me wrong physical bullying still exists and this doesn't actually mean you know walking up to someone and punching them in the face this can mean you know, something like, you know, depancing. If you're a kid of the 90s, you know what that's like. It's when someone walks up to you and they pull your pants down in front of everyone. And it's actually a form of sexual assault, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, it, it could be, you know, pulling hair, uh, you know, flicking. Anything that is, is physically happening in a harmful manner, whether it hurts or not, it, it is intended to be harmful constitutes this physical bullying. Um, the second type of bullying that um, I want to pinpoint is verbal slash mental bullying. And this happens a lot with girls in particular. Um, girls are notoriously savage when it comes to mental and verbal bullying. They just, Fonzie is barking at someone. So again, I gonna never silence him because he is a part of my life and part of doing this podcast is sharing my life with you and that means my asshole dog is gonna bark in the middle of my podcast and there's nothing I can do about it Fonzie cut it out 
God, I love that dog. Anyway, <laughs> he just responded. He was like, Ruff. Um, so physical or physical bullying, we talked about mental slash verbal bullying. And, and, you know, not to say that it doesn't happen with males, but it's a predominantly, you know, consistent thing in, in the female community because girls can be vicious to each other and just downright evil. Um, mental and verbal bullying is, you know, wanting to cause malicious intent to harm a person's emotional well-being or their psyche. So this is like, you know, telling a, a fellow, you know, female every time you see them how ugly they are or how fat they are or, you know, whatever. And that that is, it's pretty significant. And in my opinion, um, I think mental slash verbal bullying really sits with you longer in my experience now this isn't for everybody but my experience if i got in a physical fist fight with someone and yes i've been in lots of physical fist fights okay i'm not proud of it but you know when you grow up and as an angry child be that you know has been bullied particularly harshly you start to react in a not pleasant way and that led to a lot of fist fights for me um but you know when i had a physical fist fight like i was pissed off i i fought the person and then it was over for the for the most part like it would linger on for a couple days and you know i, I still remember every fist fight i've gotten but it doesn't like cause me like emotional stress what I do remember is the mental and verbal bullying over everything. Now, I'm going to share something. I'm going to be a little uh, vulnerable right now and share something particularly horrifying from my elementary school years. So a little background, you know, I, I am, I'm, a, I'm Italian, okay? I'm an Italian-American um, with Southern Italian roots and mediterranean blood runs through me and if you know the women of sicily southern italian greece southern italy greece you know we're dark-haired predominantly hairy women that is a genetic thing i have nothing to do with it like it's just the way i was and um you know i was Italian like I was a hairy little girl like I mean what the hell like why God chose to give me the sideburns he did I'll never know but I mean I I'm like 10 12 years old like what is what is my mom supposed to shave my face like you know what I mean like it it's something I had no control over and I mean you know I what did you want me to do like then it was horrifying because it was something that I got made fun of for relentlessly and I had really curly hair and having curly hair wasn't in at the time. So I would constantly try to straighten my hair. And, you know, I'm in like third and fourth grade. I, what the hell do I know about straightening my hair? So I ended up looking like I had stuck my finger in an electrical socket, you know, frizzy, crazy hair. Because I just never wanted to embrace my curls because, again, it was another thing I got made fun of. So I tried to hide it constantly. So then I got the idea that I would just cut all my hair off because if I cut my hair off, then, you know, no one could make fun of my curls or my, you know, frizzy hair. Well, that just ended up 
making me look like, you know, a young Elvis Presley with like horrific, you know, dark Sicilian Mediterranean sideburns. And I mean, my God, I look at pictures of myself. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm horrifying. But it was nobody's business to make fun of me for that. Like, but I mean, if I see myself now, I'm like, God damn, girl, you was you was rough looking. But um, yeah, so I, I was deemed Afro and fro and eventually elvis and like you probably are thinking like okay well that's like harmless okay well i'm going to give you a scenario where it wasn't harmless so um i don't remember if i was in like it had to be somewhere between like third and fifth grade and i don't remember exactly who the person was next to me but i was swinging on the swing sets there were two swing sets in my schoolyard and um, I was on one particular set of swing sets. And um, this one boy who was kind of like the ringleader, and I'm not going to say names because this person, if they ever hear this, will know who they are and should be ashamed of them fucking selves. And I hope that their children are being raised better than they acted. But suffice it to say, it's, you know, not my place to say, but whatever. Anyway, so this one particular boy who was the ringleader of this incident um, gathered up pretty much all of the boys in the schoolyard and it was about 50 60 boys and all of a sudden they started walking towards me in this like you know menacing group and just started chanting afro 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 okay what the fuck so i get up and i move to the other set of swing sets well they follow me and I'm looking for an adult to, you know, possibly intervene and help me. And one of the teachers who was a gym teacher, um, and again, I'm not going to say the name, but he like kind of started laughing like like it was funny to him. And this is also a gym teacher that, you know, my last name is BSLO. Um, he named me Bestiello and he kind of fueled the other kids cruelty towards me by deeming me like why, why because I'm the only Italian kid in the class and I have tons of hair and I mean what, what like what do you want me to do like it's my heritage it's my ethnicity it's my background like there's nothing I can do about it like you know and and you're fueling these children you're now deeming it acceptable for these other children to make fun of me and um I remember a another gym teacher that he was friendly with came over and also started looking at me and laughing. And then I look towards like the left area and I see the lunch lady with whistle in her mouth, but not blowing the whistle. And they just kept getting closer and closer and closer to me. Afro, afro, afro. I mean, we're talking 50 to 60 boys and some girls now chanting loudly. I mean, it was echoing through the schoolyard. Finally, the person that I was on the swing set with, and honestly, I, I am so ashamed that I don't remember who it was because I guess the, the horrific portion of the incident just it outweighs it. I wish I remembered who the person was but I remember them getting up and being like leave her alone and it was about 30 more seconds and then finally 
the whistle blew. And the two gym teachers that were laughing at me started to break the, oh, come on, guys, come on, oh, you know, like laughing while they're doing it. And there was no consequences. There was no, um, you know, going back into class and talking about it or suspensions or detentions, nothing. Everybody acted like it didn't happen. And I was literally the target of a mob bullying and it was fucking horrifying. So all of the fistfights that I've been in, physical bullying and stuff, was nothing compared to that mental, verbal assault on my person. And so for me personally, the verbal and mental uh, bullying is significantly worse than any physical bullying bullying could ever be. But again, I haven't really been the target of a lot of physical bullying. So I'm only speaking from my own experience. The third type of bullying that I want to talk about is cyberbullying. And this is something that I am not particularly familiar with at an adolescent or teenage, you know, um, age because it was not the internet wasn't like, I mean, it existed, but it didn't exist in schools. Like my senior typing class was literally on typewriters. Like, yes, like we, like there was a computer room with like 20 computers in it for the whole school. And you had to specifically take that class to do computers. So like, you know, we didn't, we didn't really have social media, um, but my little brothers did. And, you know, I saw some of the shit that happened with them, um, either, you know, being bullied or being the bullier or the, or the aggressor. And I thought it was bad then. It is 100 times worse now. Um, I have a 12 year old niece and the stories that I hear from her are just like, holy crap. Like and, and then I hear from my friends that have children that are in either middle school, high school or elementary school. So the thing that differentiates this cyberbullying from the verbal slash mental is because verbal slash mental for me is the physical act of doing it. Um, the cyberbullying is really like hiding behind a computer and doing it. And it, it, it's, it encompasses the verbal and mental bullying along with the cyberbullying aspect of it. And the thing that makes it so different today is that these kids are connected, as, I, as I've stated. Like, there is no escape. So, like, when I got bullied that day and that mob bullying happened, like, I went home and I didn't have to see those people. I didn't have to hear from them, you know, and I don't remember if it was a weekend or whatever, but at least I had that, like, you know, the 14 to 18 hour break where I didn't have to see them again. You know, and maybe the next day, like, they would move on and they would forget about it. Um, and for the most part, you know, that pretty much worked. So the whole adage of, you know, oh, just ignore it. It'll go away. That well, might have worked decades ago, but it doesn't work anymore. So stop telling your kids to ignore it and it'll go away because it won't go away. Because these kids are fucking relentless, okay? They have access to their victims 24-7, like 365. So, you know, they'll just keep tormenting this person and posting pictures and, you know, posting this and that. And, and, it, and, and we're all instantaneously connected to each other. So it's like, 
you know, and, and these kids are obsessed with, like, group texts. Like, I, I hate group texts as an adult. Like, I hate them. Like, take me out of your group text. Don't ever put me in a group text. I hate it. And I will hate you for it. So don't fucking do it. But these kids are obsessed with group texting, right? So, like... All of a sudden, now the kids are ganging up on this one person in the group text. So it's like not just happening at school, but it's like a mob type bullying situation. And it's just like and 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 a lot of times the kids don't want to block the group chat because they're afraid they'll miss something or they're afraid like it, they'll be even more of a pariah or outcasted because, you know, now they're blocking the person. And I mean, it's it's crazy. Cyberbullying is fucking awful and as parents you really need to remain vigilant like check your kids phones seriously like you have to you have to check your kids phones first of all it's your phone you fucking pay for it okay your your 11 year old it doesn't have a job so that's your phone that's your property stop giving these kids the idea that you know that's their property and they're entitled to privacy no the fuck they're not okay my, my my kid as long as he lived in my house and was under the age 18 he didn't have fucking privacy because you're in my house okay this is this is my job it's my job to raise you to not be a shit human so if i grab your phone when you're 16 years old and you have a passcode on that motherfucker you better unlock that bitch and give me that phone because i'm searching through it it's not that I don't trust my kid. It's because I don't trust what other kids do. And I don't trust the situations that my kid may fall victim to. Okay. For instance, uh, an example of cyberbullying. All these kids have cameras on their phones now, right? So there's a fight at school. Well, one kid records it. Next thing you know, it's around the whole school, the surrounding counties. I mean, it's it, it's just crazy. And like everyone now knows who you are. So so the circle of bullies actually widens. So like it, it's like you're casting the bully net for more bullies and you're catching more bullies. So and, and it just doesn't stop. Like it doesn't stop for these kids. It's just constant. I mean, like, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who has a middle school um, child, and she was saying that, you know, she took her child's phone and, you know, for the night because they were grounded, and, like, the child's phone was going off incessantly all night long, like, ping, 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 like, three, four o'clock in the morning. Like, why the fuck are these kids up at three, four o'clock in the morning? Like, hello? Like, get a better handle on your kids, dude. Like, seriously, like, what the hell is going on? It, it, it just absolutely boggles me, the, the amount of torment and, and mental torture that these kids go through these days as opposed to when I was younger. Like, and you have to acknowledge it. And, um, it, I mean, it's, it, it's significant and it's damaging and it fucking hurts these kids. And, you know, so that segues me into the portion of this where I want to talk about like things that you can do to either help ease the bullying if you're in an active bullying situation or things that you can do to overcome a past bullying situation. So let's let's just talk about that for a minute. And again, I am not the know-all, end-all, be-all of advice. Like I'm only 
telling you what I think from like my own experience and my research on the subject and things like that, you know, of, of maybe some outcomes or, you know, ways that you can handle it. It may not work for you. You may have a whole totally different situation. And I'm actually going to open up, um, after I post this podcast, um, to some Instagram questions. And I hope that you are willing to share your stories anonymously. I would never post, you know, anyone's name. Um, but I really am looking forward to hearing some of your, um, experiences and stories because it's going to help me continue on this, this, um, series of bullying, um, episodes that I want to do. So, um, that, you know, definitely reach out to me and look out for my Instagram posts, but let's talk a little bit about how to handle an active bullying situation and what you can do to overcome a past bullying situation. So as I talked about before, um, in the definition of bullying, I mentioned power and, um, pretty much a hundred percent of the time, uh, bullying is always due to some form of power trip, um, the need for power, the, um, the want for power, the, um, you know, act of gaining power over someone, um, for various reasons. Now for me, Um, when I, okay, so let me, let me just say this first. So in my research and, um, my experience, there are basically two outcomes of, you know, coming from a bullying situation, um, where you've been bullied or are actively being bullied. And the first, um, branch of, you know, the outcome of bullying is, a very emotional um, branch where the depression, the PTSD, the anxiety, and in some extreme cases, suicidal tendencies um, come from bullying. And this isn't just from school bullying. This is from all bullying. I'm just concentrating on the aspect of school bullying for this particular uh, podcast because it seemed to have been the thing that most of you replied Um, when I brought up the subject of doing a bullying podcast, the second branch of, you know, one of the outcomes of being bullied is a violent approach. Um, the, you know, this is where the bully essentially becomes a bully or, or the person being bullied essentially becomes a bully themselves. And it, it is an act of, you know, uh, protection. Okay. So for me, um, I decided to become a bully back because if I was the bully, and I gained power over the person trying to have power over me, then I now had the power. And again, this goes back to bullying being derived from having, you know, the need or the want or the desire for power. So, you know, the second branch, it causes either like, you know, a violent, you know, the 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 children start to become violent they start to become very aggressive moody very standoffish very closed off protected and in extreme cases you know 
we're talking school shootings and, and things of that nature. So that's generally the two outcomes of being bullied. Um, and, you know, they're both really extreme. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so how can we, how can we be better? So one of the things that I wish that I could go back and do was maybe understand my bullier. Okay. Understand the bully. And you're probably like, okay, like I'm eight years old. Like, what do you mean? Understand the bully? Well, why, why it's, there's a reason that everyone does why they did. My God, I can speak English. I swear. There is a reason that everyone does what they do. And one of the reasons that, you know, bullies exist is because it is a learned behavior, which I had mentioned before. So someone is bullying this person. It could be in their home life. It could be, you know, at church. It could be, you know, a, a sibling, it, you know, so now this person has no power in their own space where they're being bullied. So now they've become the bullier. Okay. And it's essentially what happened to me. So, I mean, obviously like second grade kids and third and fourth grade kids aren't going to have this capacity to understand the bully, but you as a parent or guardian or loved one can. So, I mean, I'm not telling you to stalk this family or whatever, but maybe ask some questions about this kid's background. That's, that's bullying your child and find out exactly what kind of home life they have, or, you know, maybe like did something traumatic happen to them? You know, you may not get an answer, you know, but it helps to try to understand where this bully is coming from, because that will help you combat the bully. So, you know, I'm just going to give you a scenario. So like if you are being bullied in high school by this, you know, like just say you're you're a guy and, you know, you're in the music department and, you know, you are struggling with your sexual identity and, you know, you haven't come out yet or, you know, but, you know, there's this really like uptight jock and he's constantly calling you gay and calling you, you know, a fag and, you know, things like that. And, you just can't escape it and you you don't know what to do and instead of like ignoring it because that's the worst thing you can do stop ignoring your bullies they're not going to go away okay not especially in the social media age what what what's what's up with that person like do they have like an un you know comprehensible amount of stress on them from their coach like are are they being bullied in their life because chances are they are so you know if once you have that information it puts you in a better position to respond and that is another thing that i cannot stress enough you need to respond to your bully when i was in that mob bullying situation I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't do anything. What I should have done was got the fuck up and pushed through that crowd and marched right into the office and got the principal or someone because obviously the adults that were in charge in the schoolyard weren't doing their fucking jobs. And I should have spoke up and stood up for myself, but I didn't. So what I did was I gave those, those boys power over me and I didn't confront it. If I would have like stood up and confronted it, it wouldn't have gone on as long as it did. And I, I would have been in a better position to protect my person. 
But, you know, you, you don't you don't think when you're a kid. And that's why, I, you know, this isn't just for the kids. This is for the adults and guardians that are around. You know, if, if, if you know your child or adolescent is in an active bullying situation, don't fight your battles for them, but teach them to confront their bullier. OK, because the minute you stand up to someone who's bullying you, you are now taking your power back. So you're not giving that bully the power over you, okay? When you stay silent and you ignore it, the bully is just gonna keep doing it. I, I Just just stop believing and stop telling your children to ignore it. It's not gonna go away. It doesn't, it never goes away. And, and you're essentially just teaching your child to cower and hide and keep allowing this person to degrade, humiliate and abuse them. Okay, you're, you're essentially protecting the abuser and not your child who's being abused or bullied. So stop doing that. So you need to confront you need to confront your bully. So, um, you know, now now you're you're this this boy and, you know, this this jock is, you know, bullying you and, you know, calling you, um, you know, terrible names about your sexuality, you know, trying to expose your sexuality, which is nobody's fucking business. Okay. You don't have, so what if, 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 if you're gay, so fucking what, who the fuck are you to put my business out there? I don't care. Like, you, no, that's not acceptable. And if you are being bullied by someone in that manner, and I'm just using this as an example, I can't possibly touch on every bullying scenario, which is why I want to hear from you guys after, you know, I air this podcast. But, you know, by you, so this jock is now telling the school that you're gay, right? And you're, you're not even sure if you're gay. So, why are you going to give them that power to make that decision and dictate who you are to other people? No, you fucking stand up for yourself. And I know it's easier said than done, but you have to find that courage within you because you have to find and protect your power. You have power. You may not know it, but you do. And it may not work the first time. But don't give up. Keep protecting your space. Protect your mental well-being. Protect your power. Your power is yours alone. And how dare anyone try to take that from you? You don't. You don't do that. So confront your confront your bullier. There, you know, you're in the hallway and uh, oh, what's up, gay boy? Look them dead in the eye. Fuck you. Would you say to me, punk? I said, fuck you. And you know what? You might catch a you might catch a, a a swollen eye or a swollen lip because this guy might punch you in the face. But you stood up for yourself. And and what you essentially did at that moment was tell that bully that you're not gonna be such an easy victim anymore. And you may catch a couple lumps and it, it, it may go on because this bully now is going to try to continue to assert that power and steal your power. So you've got to stand firm. Let me tell you something. Get punched, getting punched in the face isn't the worst thing. OK, but being humiliated days on days on days on days on days on end is 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 damaging. OK, so if you got if you got to catch a lump to stand up for yourself, do it. Do it. 
And this may not be the best advice. And you're probably like, oh my God, what are you telling these? I'm telling these kids to stand up for themselves because somebody fucking has to. Because this shit is out of control. And and the old, like I said before, the old thing of, you know, oh, just ignore it, it'll go away. It doesn't fucking work anymore. These kids have to learn to stand up for themselves for the sake of protecting their own power, their own mental well-being. Because when you tell these kids, oh, yeah, you know, just ignore it, it'll go away or whatever, you're, you're teaching them to not fight for themselves. You're teaching them to just, you know, bow down and let this stuff happen. And that's what causes the most psychological damage, the fact that it, it's just continuing to happen. So you've got to stand up for yourself. You have to. So under, try to understand your bully. And it will help you in a confrontation type scenario, you know, and, and it, this could go a million ways. I mean, this is just this is just my advice based on my experience. OK, the other piece of advice I want to give you is to not isolate yourself. You've got to talk to somebody. You have to, whether it's a teacher whether it's a trusted adult, whether it's a parent, an older sister, a brother, you know, anybody, you got to talk about what's happening to you guys. You can't hold this all inside because it's going to do nothing but fester and boil until you explode. And you're either going to explode in a very emotional, psychological way and fall into a depressive state, have crazy anxiety, PTSD, or you're going to fall into an explosive, rageful, violent, space that is just it's not okay and then you're no better than the person who was bullying you and that's again that's what happened to me so you've got to protect your space okay understand the bully try to find out a little bit of information about them not to not to use it to hurt them because then you again you're no better than that person but maybe understanding where this person is coming from will help you in in seizing your power back from this individual because if you're not an easy victim anymore the bullier is going to eventually give up and move on because they're going to find somebody else that's fucking weak and you are not weak you are strong and you are going to fucking overcome this and you will you have to stay strong you have to stay vigilant you have to you have to stand up for yourself you have to protect your mental well-being you have to protect your power you have to seize your power back and 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 believing that you even have power in the first place is one of the most powerful power things you can feel is knowing that you have the divine human right to stand up for yourself and you have to start doing it and then the last thing like i said is not to isolate yourself. You've got to talk about this. You've got to find someone who can help build you up out of this harmful situation. Don't be afraid of, you know, the outcome. You know, if you go tell a teacher and then the teacher brings this, you know, individual individual downstairs and then the individual's like, oh, you fucking ratted on me. Like, it's going to be so much worse for you. No, it's not. No, it's not because now I'm not alone because I have this person on on my side and and you really need to pick a teacher that, you know, is going to be there for you. 
because there's a lot of teachers out there and I would never, you know, talk shit on the teaching profession. That's not what I'm doing, but there's a lot of bad teachers out there too. Just look at the, the gym teacher that I referenced in this mob bullying situation that I dealt with as an adolescent. You know, there, there is some teachers out there that, that really just don't care. They're there to do a job and that's it. And you got to stay away from those because they're, they're potentially a toxic person. So, under, try to understand the bully. Try to confront the bully in, in, in the least physical way possible. And don't isolate yourself. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about, you know, the long-term outcomes of bullying. And when you didn't stand up for yourself and you didn't practice some of the tips that I've given you, let's talk about you know, the long-term effects of bullying, because let me tell you something, they are significant. So let's talk about those now. Okay. So we all know that, um, you know, bullying can cause depression, anxiety, and can contribute to suicidal behavior. Um, it's, it's very much talked about in the media, um, and psychologically and things like that. But, um, my focus in school being that of neuroscience and, you know, the effects that, you know, things have on the brain and what the brain triggers within the body, um, I want to talk a little bit about the actual physical effects of long-term bullying. Now, research has shown that the effects of bullying can physically, not just psychologically, but physically can be found in subjects 10, 20, 30 years after the actual bullying has you know presented itself so you're probably like well what seriously like no way okay well i will give you a prime example on you know without getting too sciencey on this so we all know that stress can have significant effects on the body so you've probably heard of the hormone um, produced by the adrenal glands called cortisol Cortisol is a thing that's released from stress. It's like a your adrenal glands produce this this hormone, and basically, it causes um, it, it's from stress. It's a stress response, and it causes like rapid heart rate. It's basically your body's fight or flight response. Um, you're born with it, um, but that you know, it is it, it, very well known, but also, um, there are, I mean, there are different forms of stress. Um, one being, um, it's actually called toxic stress and toxic stress is the body's response to lasting and serious stress without, you know, any support. So basically, um, you know, one of the things that I had talked about, you know, um, it, you know, was not, not bearing this in silence. So bearing, bearing the bullying in silence can actually cause long-term toxic stress. So imagine, you know, your cortisol levels being elevated, you know, by significant stress, and then you factor in, you know, this long-term toxic stress, 
Um, and now what's happening um, is it actually causes a lot of changes in your body. So your brain is is programmed a certain way. Now, your brain can be reprogrammed. I mean, think of it like Play-Doh. You know what I mean? Like your brain is used to doing things this way. And then all of a sudden you start introducing a new way to do something. And now your brain is basically going to mold to that new thing. So, but, but your brain is, um, for the sake of this conversation without getting too, too deep into it, it's, it's pretty primitive. It's like you teach your brain something, your brain does it. And your brain doesn't know when or when not to fire sometimes. So toxic stress, being that it's a significantly um, larger form of stress, actually can trick your liver into secreting this substance called a C-reactive protein. Um, a C-reactive protein is basically the substance that the liver produces in response to inflammation. So basically this toxic stress is so significant that it actually causes your brain to think you're having an inflammatory reaction. So the stress has now not just released your cortisol, which is your brain's natural, you know, reaction or, or the adrenal glands natural reaction to stress, but it's now causing your brain to signal to your liver to release the C-reactive protein. Now, the toxic stress is so significant, again, like I said, that it's causing, it's making your brain communicate to your liver to re release this protein. Now, this, this C-reactive protein, you're probably like, okay, well, what does it do? Well, an influx of C-reactive protein can actually cause exhaustion, uh, body pain, joint pain, aches, headaches, significant nausea, loss of appetite. What are those also symptoms of depression okay so now you're being misdiagnosed as depression when really it's it's the long-term effects of this toxic stress caused by bullying which is causing your liver to fire the c-reactive protein and you know you're taking all these medications for depression and everything and it's not going away now th this is not bullshit that i'm that i'm spewing to you okay like a study um, in England in 2014 actually measured the C-reactive protein levels in a number of various aged people that had, you know, signified that they were bullied at one point in their life and that they have lasting effects of it. And not only are adults who have been bullied, they have a higher rate of depression, anxiety, PTSD. They have higher rates of physical ailments, such as the body aches and things like that. And, and in significant cases, you know, the brain is telling the liver to fire the C-reactive protein which is causing significant body pain, things like that. So you may go to the doctors and they're telling you, oh, it's psychosomatic, you know, I can't, we can't find anything wrong with you. Well, check this, the, 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 the levels of the C-reactive protein and I guarantee you that they're elevated. And then, and only then, can you start to feel better. So it's not just psychological damage that can be done by bullying, but there is 
physical, you know, significant body responses that are produced from this toxic stress caused from long-term bullying. So don't tell these kids to sweep it under the rug. Stop telling them to ignore it. Stop, you know, try the, some of the tips that I've given you. Try to understand the bully so that you can approach them and confront them in a non-physical manner and stand up for yourself and start to take your power back. Because nobody, nobody has the right to make you feel like shit. You are amazing. You are powerful. You were born with this uniqueness and individuality that no one else has. And damn someone for shaming you for what makes you different. What makes you different isn't bad. What makes you different is special. And you have to learn to love yourself and appreciate yourself. And trust me, there will be future episodes on self-love and, you know, all those things. This is such a multifaceted uh, podcast where, you know, this episode might be on bullying, but there's going to be so many more episodes that tie into this particular episode. And I just hope that you're patient with me. Continue to share my podcast, like it, rate it. You can listen to it on Spotify. Communicate with me on Instagram at Rotund Chef. And just let's get to know each other. I, I want to help you help you. And I'm not afraid to tell you about yourself. So let's, you know, continue on this journey together and allow me to keep doing what I love. And hopefully I get through and, and invoke some change in some people and make a difference because that's what it's all about. So until next time, be fucking nice to each other. Stop being dickheads and, you know, be your best self. Look in the mirror every day and be like, you know what? I'm fucking awesome and repeat it until you believe it and don't let anybody take your fucking power. And that is my dog barking. That means it's time to go. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you on the fly.